It's Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce, Star Tribune columnist, joins me as usual, takes his traditional swig of Diet Coke. You guys can't see that, but that is uh, that is what revs the Royce engine in the morning. Uh, Patrick, how you doing? Good. A nice cold one, too, just right out of the refrigerator. Small one, so that's just a perfect one, you know. I The other day, though, the talk about the ripoff of America, forget about gas prices. The real tragedy here is what they're now charging for a nice eight pack of the smaller Diet Coke bottles, which is what we go for here. Okay. $7.99. What? Where? $7.99. Where the heck was it? High V, I think. Okay. But the fire, they're always that way now. It's all seven something. You know, come on. Let's, let's, where, where was the, I know we passed the climate bill yesterday in the Senate <laughs> and stuff, but where's the Diet Coke Protection Diet, Act? Diet come Coke on. Protection Act. Come on, God almighty. Every, There's a lot of us addicts out there that need help, you know. So Everything's expensive these days. That's not what we're going to talk about today. This keeps going up. This keeps going up. It was four ninety nine when all this nonsense started. Uh, now it's seven ninety nine. Come on. Must Come be on, uh, America. Must oh. be a supply chain problem with whatever they put in Diet Coke, which is you know what. Well, yes, but the big bottles, the the bigger ones, they're yeah. which only come in sixes. They're like three for ten bucks because huh. they're they can't get rid of it. We all want the little eight packs, so they're uh, they're they're robbing us on it, man. It's terrible. It's a it's a real blow to American uh, commerce, if you ask me. So anyway. Speaking of the supply chain, um, twins over the weekend split with Toronto. It was a pretty entertaining four-game series. It did not end the way they wanted it to, obviously, though. Um, we'll get to that here in a little bit. We'll get to some interesting roster moves, get to some Viking stuff, and um, Nafisa Kali are returning and helping the Lynx win and stay alive in the playoff race. Uh, Patrick, the big story Sunday, tied 2-2 with the Blue Jays in extra innings. Twins had rallied from 2 nothing down in the late innings to tie it at 2. Um, Blue Jays got a runner on third with one out, kind of a medium, shallow to medium fly ball. Tim Beckham, by the way, playing left field. That's a story for a little bit later in the show and just how the, the outfield depth is just decimated. Makes a really nice throw to Gary Sanchez. Tag runner out. Boom. Uh, rally thwarted, except they go to New York and find that Gary Sanchez um, blocked the plate, or they say he blocked the plate. Rocco Baldelli goes ballistic. I've never seen Rocco yes. more angry. In fact, I'm going to play the entire extended post-game rant right now just so you guys get the full appreciation for it. That play has not been called since the beginning of replay more than a couple of times. In all of baseball, the thousands and thousands of games and plays at home where the catcher actually does block the plate over and over and over again, that play has n virtually never been called. And for someone to step in in that situation and ultimately make a decision that that was blocking the plate, that's beyond embarrassing for our game, 
for all the players out there on both sides of the field working their ass off for the entire game. It's completely unacceptable. I can't even believe I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this right now. It's one of the worst moments I think we've seen of umpiring in any game I've ever been a part of in baseball. And I think it was pathetic what, what just played out. And I could go on and on and on about this. The, the umpires on the field have nothing to do with it. They made a play on the field, which was the right call, which every person in all of baseball, including the umpires, know is the proper call. And someone in New York decided that that was ver- worthy of being overturned on the field. Uh, Patrick, you know, I, I, it was one of those calls where it seems like it's, it's a baseball play. It's a bad call. It's like it's one of those things where you, I mean, blocking the plate is so is such a judgment thing. It seemed like he adjusted his, he adjusted to catch the ball. It looked like and it, and it looked like, it looked like the Blue Jays runner slid right into him trying to get the call instead of trying to slide around him. The bigger story in this, though, is, well, A, the Twins lose a game that cost him a game in the standings because both Cleveland and Chicago won, I believe. So now the lead is one and two over Cleveland and Chicago. The bigger story that everybody was talking about is Rocco Baldelli. Um, you heard him. You you listened to that. That was that's like 10 times more fired up than I think I remember <laughs> see, hearing him. Certainly publicly, uh, as far as his uh, his uh, his uh, quotes after the game, I have never heard him uh, that far off the uh, you know off the party line that he usually follows pretty good. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, fantastic. And you know what you need then, really, Mike, is you need an explanation from the umpires. But the what yes. what New York saw? Did we ever get that? I think there was something, yeah, but it wasn't satisfactory, I don't think. Oh, well, it was, uh, I mean, watching it and then hearing some, I was hearing an umpire's explanations, you know, there's this, this website that, that goes through the calls. They, some talked that he was on the plate way too early and then he got off the plate, but supposedly you can't be blocking the plate even if the guy's 25 feet away. And right. he was standing in front of the plate and then he got out of the way and made the tag and they usually let that go. Right. But what, what we got to know is, was it for the act when the play, when the ball got there? Cause you know, he, the, the throw took him there, but, or was it, were they responding to the fact that the uh, you know, when the guy was running down the line, Sanchez was standing in front of the plate. Is that, you know, is that, we don't know for sure where the call came from whether right. they didn't you know whether whether it was something that he did earlier or something in the actual play and uh you know and and Rocco went nuts but there's nothing the two umpires can do about it because uh, Toronto used its challenge and uh you know if Toronto doesn't have a challenge left if they used it earlier in the game right. and, lost, <laughs> and lost right you know it's 2-2 and you're not going to score anyway but uh uh, you know, it was uh, really uh, entertaining that uh, Rocco went nuts, and I think I think that will improve his standing with the local fans, don't you? We do feel like he doesn't get fired up enough, and uh, you know, he gets he gets more heat than he probably deserves. 
And uh, so it's, you know, I, I think we're going to all be on his side now that we can see he, he is very passionate about this and he is capable of going nuts. So that was good. I like that. So, yeah, I believe the only explanation he was given was basically New York saying the rule was applied <clears throat> correctly. And he said afterwards, I wasn't given an explanation because truthfully, there's no explanation to give on that play. That was probably one of the most chicken bleep things I've ever seen on a baseball field done to a team. Now that was, he dropped an F bomb later in the, in his post game as well. I mean, that was, that's Rocco. That that was something. That was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty wild. That was Gardy like that was uh, Gardy would have, uh, Gardy would have still been chasing him around the field. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. Uh, it, it does give you something to talk about uh, beyond the fact that this team can't hit. And uh, <clears throat> you know, that has now joined, joined pitching. And I was saying the other night, we all knew that the pitching was okay. They should have went and got some hitting. To help <laughs> this team, you know? so, oh. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something to talk about and they got a day off and now they got to go out and face the Dodgers, Dodgers for two, yeah. Angel, angels for three. So They'll probably get Otani somewhere in that uh, that series. So, yeah, right. Uh, you know, they're only you know Cleveland and Chicago weren't really chasing them most of the season. Cleveland was, Chicago wasn't. But uh, now that they are, it's uh, it's interesting. I do. I still like what they did with the bullpen. I like yeah. uh, you know the, what they've what they've tried to do here. But uh, uh, Kepler's back and hasn't had a hit in about a month he's been terrible uh even before he got hurt uh you know they carol off done for the year again that risk man yeah that's tough that's a terrible thing for a hitter not to have especially him with that swing which is kind of this short little really risky swing and uh yeah i mean they uh i don't have any outfielders and uh, and buxton's having knee trouble again and uh there's some thought that i i was listening to probus and it sounded like they figure they got a day off monday they played two in la and then they got another day off thursday and they might try to give him the whole time off to let this thing cover he didn't say that but it sounded like that was something they were talking mm. about so uh i mean oof lineup right now not good no, it's not. And it's, you mentioned the trade deadline last time you and I talked last Monday, it was of course, pre deadline. And, you know, we were both pretty skeptical about what they might be able to do, especially with their minor league depth. Now they did have to give a couple, a couple of their top 30 guys, top 30 gets pretty, that gets stretched out pretty good. If you're talking about a prospect list, if it's top 30, cause that's a, it's a lot of players, but they did give up a couple of, of hitters that looked like they're, they got some potential, but you know, what they did was get a starter, um, Tyler Malley, who is at least under team control for next year. Lopez under team control for two more years after this, um, Fulmer was a rental, but yeah, they, they did more at the deadline than I thought they were going to do. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I certainly last week, Monday, I was saying they don't have the ammunition and, uh, 
uh, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the, the price. And after what was paid for Castillo, uh, you, you figured that, oh, man, this is going to be really hard for him to uh, to make a trade. But uh, they, you know, they gave up they gave up the, the minor league guys think think they may gave up too much for my Mount Mally. Yeah. But uh, not the. Uh, you know that the, they made a really good trade for Fulmer, and uh, they made a really good trade for Lopez. So, and they they had no doubt. They had no if they wanted to win the division, they had to get a starter too. So they they did okay. They did fine and better than I was. I certainly better than I expected them to do. It's just uh, man alive. It's uh, you you go through this whole season, and a lot of it we think is them being too precautionary, and we've ripped them all for that, but. Uh, I mean, right now they got guys, uh, you know, playing that are Miranda's banged up a little bit and he's playing They're They're playing guys now that are a little shaky as far as injuries are concerned. So it's not like they're being overly protective and the boxing thing. I mean, if they're going in and having to drain the knee every 10 days or so, that ain't good. No. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I don't know now you got to worry is if the, if the lineup can get you to the finish line and, uh, right. <clears throat> a very, uh, interesting week here. I mean, the angels are playing terrible, but they're, uh, how about the angels hitting seven home runs in a game and getting beat? That was <laughs> unbelievable. Quite, yeah. That was quite an accomplishment, but the, uh, you know, the Dodgers have won about 40 out of 50. So you're going out there. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're, they're what, I mean, like 15, uh, they're 15 and a half up on the Padres now. Yeah. Yeah. The Padres, uh, unload the whole, uh, unload everybody to make the great deal for Soto. And, uh, then they just get beat by the Dodgers anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll, it's going to be an interesting week and, uh, they're probably going to have to play the first two without the manager. I would say he's uh, going to get himself a two game suspension because they don't like the chicken part, especially no. you throw the little addition on the end of it. Yes. If you had said they were chicken, you might get one game when you add the other part of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, then you're, uh, then you're probably looking at two. And I don't think, uh, I don't think managers going to feel so. I okay. think the have to take what they get. So uh, maybe, players, players can appeal, but I don't think managers can. Maybe if it had been horse and then the word, it would have been one game also. But if you do yeah. chicken and the chicken yeah, and the chicken, word. Yeah, chicken is, you know, horse plate means you think it was a terrible call. Yeah. And then saying that now you're saying it's a gutless call, which is right. you know, different. And the guys, I mean, what's it take for the guys in New York to, uh, I mean, why would they want to be gutless? You know, if they're right. on the field with the other guy yelling at them. So I think right. they, just, you know, the guys, yeah. uh, Alan Porter and uh, Marty Foster, there wasn't much they could do except listen to him scream. Right? Yeah, they made the call in the field that he was out, and then they got uh, got overturned. Um, you wrote over the weekend. I want to get to this before we transition to different subjects. Um, wrote about Tyler Duffy over the weekend and just kind of the not just the remaking of this bullpen with him being released. They, they released Joe Smith a few days ago too. kind of two guys. They were probably counting on to a certain degree and have counted on to a certain degree this year. Obviously that's after all the deadline moves they made with Fulmer and Lopez and some of the other guys that have emerged in the bullpen since then. But Duffy was one that maybe caught me by surprise a little bit, even though he's struggled this year. I mean, he's been a contributor to this team for quite some time. And, um, 
like you wrote, um, one of the one of the clubhouse good guys for a lot of that time too. So that one that one was a little bit of a we mean business kind of move. Yeah, it was. I was going to say they they took the emotion out of the situation, and it's uh, uh, we can't afford to mess around anymore. And uh, Tyler was, you know, he picked a really bad time to be awful again, and uh, you know, to come in at the end of that uh, game. And you're not gonna you're gonna you're gonna ride with Pagan a bit longer because you like his stuff, even though I think he pitches stupid. But uh, I, I think that uh, they don't know, you know, they. They don't know what pitches to emphasize with him, but it shouldn't be the breaking ball uh, when he wants to, right. you know, to give up his home runs. But uh, you, you knew it wasn't going to be him. And uh, Miguel, I guess they still like his fastball, but he's a, you know, those guys each gave up three runs. But I, I kind of, I think I tweeted out uh, that night that I thought he'd be gone. That's just, just the whole uh, atmosphere the, the 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 mood of that defeat and the fact that they've there's been a couple of times this year when he got into funks when he was just terrible but that stuff just isn't good enough anymore it doesn't you know he was when he was really good he threw 96 all the time and uh you know sometimes you know even 97 and then he and then that uh, curveball was a better weapon than it is now but Here's his problem. To me, it's he hangs one out of three. You know, yeah. The the, the <laughs> curveball was always his big pitch, and the knuckle it became a knuckle curve. And but one out of every three are hit me, and that ain't gonna work. That's that doesn't work. And I I don't know. It'll be interesting. He'll uh, he'll obviously clear waivers because nobody's gonna take on the contract when they can get him for free as soon as he, uh, you know, the, not free, but for the minimum as right. soon as he clears waivers. But I don't know if he'll go straight to the big leagues or not. I, I think someone might take him and try to fix him in the minors for a couple of weeks or something. I, I don't know what what will happen, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, 31 and relief pitchers are relief pitchers are strange animals, man. They can come and go, can't they? So, uh, yes, I, I guess I wasn't surprised after after uh after that game the other night i i kind of thought it was coming so yeah well he was just the classic like i mean came up in 2015 and basically kept them in that race yes. as yes. a starter down the stretch he was five and one the and, era uh, about three and that was after one disaster of a start right like his first if, one he got clobbered yeah, first one he was against these guys against toronto he oh sure his numbers against toronto i heard Provis the other night like 20 runs in 13 innings or something like that. But uh, he's been terrible against them. But and the next year, to, if, if you need any reminder of how bad 16 was, oh. 59 and 103, he had a six and a half ERA and he made 20 some starts. 26 starts. I'm looking at it yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And he what was six, uh, six point something, right? Six four, he, 6.43 ERA and they ran about 26 inning. times. And that wasn't good enough to be knocked out of the rotation. So no. or bad enough to be knocked out of the rotation. So yeah, that's the reminder of that. But yeah, really good guy. I liked him a lot. And uh he was hilarious in 18. Uh when he they I mean the bottom line numbers ended up bad because he only pitched 19 games, but after he was terrible early and he got sent out, I, I think it was seven times he came back and forth that year. Oh my gosh. They didn't have, and, and I used to, you, I mean, he'd get them out. Yeah. That was kind of the start of the, okay, 
he had to, we had a relief pitcher he had to throw 25 pitches we got to get rid of him we got right. to set him down and so we could use somebody else and it made no difference that year whether he pitched good or bad he was going back to rochester yes way. and this uh, was to rochester not st paul this yeah was a- this wasn't yeah this wasn't 11 miles this was on that 6 14 a.m. flight oh. that he would look back here every when, when he came back here. It was like he had some flight that was usually filled with twins and nobody else, but uh, yeah, he was a good guy. But I mean, I, he, I mean, he really doesn't have much of a complaint. Uh, no, but he got chances. This was not good this year. That was. He was okay last year, but not really good. Yeah, they they were hoping to see a better stuff this year, and they saw where somebody told me that they just the just the chart on his stuff this year yeah. was really his stuff just was not good at all this year. So well, he was just the classic like converted starter who seemed like he'd found it. Twenty nineteen two point five zero, really good that year. Yeah, the short. You know, COVID year, 1.88 ERA, even last yeah. year, 3.18 was okay. But yeah, you're right. Some of the some of the peripheral numbers starting to go down. He didn't have a strikeout per nine or per uh, per inning last year where he had been up there before. And, you know, you see you see those guys convert all the time. Lopez is one of those guys. Griffin Jacks looks like he's one of those guys. But he did kind of seem like he just kind of ran out of steam a little bit with with what he had to offer. Yeah, and uh, you know somebody will give him a shot here, but yeah. whether immediately in the big leagues or not, I, I know I think he's got a big big adjustments to make. Though I think he needs a different pitch. I don't think he can rely yeah. on the curveball as much as he does because there's too many of them that just sit there. And and when you do that, mm-hmm. uh, you end up in the Hall of Fame. But if you if you're for the hitters, that's uh, Kirby Puckett. You take away those hanging breaking balls, I don't know if he would ever made the Hall. <laughs> those babies so and then and, and duffy was just throwing too many of them so but they got to uh what are they gonna i i kepler's terrible uh i mean even before he got hurt he was he was in a bad bad slump uh buxton's not playing who's what, what's your outfield gonna be here i guess I nick know. jordan's and nick gordon's now an everyday player right although i hate him in center field yeah he's uh, been He's been pretty good this year overall. He's been a lot better than I ever thought he'd and be. I, he's been an offensive player. He's been okay. Uh, I looked terrible early, but, you know, he's been okay uh, offensive player, but you don't like him at shortstop. No. And you sure don't like him in center field. The other night, they hit two little fly balls out in front of me, jogged in and played them both on a hop. I don't know what that was about. I don't think he's – I mean, he does play really deep, and I think they probably want him there, but I don't like him at all in center field. But uh, he's going to be here. It'd probably be your left fielder right here on yeah. a regular basis. So probably. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be tough sledding here uh uh hitting wise. Uh unless you know a guy who's having a pretty good year, Correa, but you'd like to see a little more. I, yeah. I'd like to see a little more out of him. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And uh in all rises come back to earth, although he still got three hits the other day, but right. uh but uh, yeah, they're just Gary Sanchez is hitting two ten. Two hundred, uh, yeah, he's been bad. Sandy Leone is uh, Sandy Leone is a comic character. We need a comic character yes. to be a catcher, and uh, you know he's gonna, he's probably going to play more than half the time here, I would guess. But yes, uh, I think so too. He's, yeah, I don't know where they go. I don't know where they go for another outfield. Jake know. Cave, baby, we got Jake Cave uh, back. Jake, that's right. Jake's back. He'll be here all year. He'll. Uh, Jake, 
Jake for 29, he got that gray beard, man. You think I know? <laughs> I noticed that last year. I was like, this does not look good. Yeah, but he's gonna end up, yeah, him. I mean, he'll end up playing a lot. But who's the uh, I, I guess is, is yeah, was Celestino back? I don't think yeah. Jordan will have to be your backup center fielder anyway. That's no, good. but they have Beckham out there. Yeah, it's just uh. It is. It is what it is, as they say. Well, let's 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 transition a little bit. Talk. Um, I want to. I want to listen. Uh, read you a quote about Garrett Bradbury from the other day. Kevin O'Connell talking about him noticing um, what's been described in the Star Tribune story. I think Mark Craig wrote about it as obvious pass, obvious struggles in pass protection. That was in Mark Craig's lead talking about Garrett Bradbury the other day. Um, and uh, so we get to. Uh, Get to the later on, says O'Connell. I think he has the strength to hold up. I think he has the technique to hold up. I think we can do some things with how we protect to try to limit some of those one-on-one situations by how we scheme up certain fronts. I think it's too early uh, to make any kind of final assessment. I'm definitely not worried. Anybody, anytime someone says definitely, yeah. uh, they're worried. He's he's got they got to be worried yeah. about him because man, he's he's just getting blown well, off the ball again. Didn't they? Uh... Didn't they hit what they got two old two uh, you know journeymen right to replace them two old yes yes is two it, guys who haven't really played this, two guys haven't really played Reed? center even is this Chris Reed guy is he the Mankato guy is he the MS, MSU Mankato uh, I don't know neither uh, of these guys have really played center Chris Reed is uh, used to be a good player in Mankato but I don't know if this is him or not I suppose I should have looked at that before I even mentioned it but. Uh, uh yeah well yeah, he's lighting the britches as they used to say he's lighting the britches he doesn't he's not big and strong enough he's a big kid but he never really never you know he's a basketball player type of frame isn't it and yes uh, and, and uh, uh, quick research know. on the fly chris reed is the mankato guy all right let's root for him then he was a good kid so uh uh maybe maybe he was a very he was a tackle i believe down there but uh very uh you know very good athlete uh, when i saw him play a couple of times and uh maybe he'll get a shot but uh yeah it's uh it is it is that's a pretty high draft choice right where where did he get taken in like the top? 18th or 19th overall yeah. Yeah. so not uh, not a good not good that he busted that he's busted, but it's I mean the fact that is he's a open topic of conversation during training camp. Yes, uh, as, as you're waiting for exhibitions means that uh, it's uh, and did did they already make the decision not to guarantee the last year? Yes. They yes, already they already made that. that decision. So he's kind so of they just already told you they have no faith in him, right? Already said no faith in the future, and they took away his starting job in the middle of last year. I, I just the plan was weird going into this year. Like I feel like they thought they could do more with him, or they figured it was just sunk cost, and they would they would give him the first shot at it at least. But yeah, they, they yeah. seem to have somebody much else, of a backup plan. Does sound like somebody else is going to play there, to say the least. Who, uh, you know, they, uh, you know. They, that's uh, that has become a very vital position, though. Yeah, well, that run up the gut at the quarterback is not something we like to see with Kirk. No, these uh, big, strong, you know, mobile nose tackles that uh, they put two guys on each side of the center a lot of times, and uh, and uh, the whole thing of stopping passing games in the modern era is the only way to stop them 
is to rush the hell out of the quarterback. Yes. And uh, they come up with incredible schemes to do exactly that. Uh, every team that has good athletes and it's all about finding somebody to run through, to get the free run to the quarterback. And, uh, it can't be your center. So yeah. Goodbye, Garrett. I know. I, I would I, think so. I, he I would think so. Well, and they got green Bay in week one, green Bay just kills them up the middle and then Philadelphia in week two. And that's uh, this new Jordan Davis uh, draft pick. That's just every day, every day I look, there's a new Twitter highlight of him just destroying somebody in practice. So it's not going to be yeah. an easy start for whoever's the center. Where, where is he from? Where's he? SEC someplace. Yeah. Um, Jordan Davis. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was like the number, he was a first round pick, I think. He yeah. Was oh, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, he, Georgia. He was Georgia. Yes. Yes. They had a good defense if you're not to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. People wanted the Vikings to like, take him. He got taken 13th. The Vikings had, had like the, nine. Yeah. Vikings had the 12th pick then and traded down. Jordan Davis got taken 13th. So that'll be another. Wasn't he, uh, wasn't he being bandied about as a possibility for here? I thought yes, he was. He was. Well, he was. That's good. You know, I like that when they pass on somebody and then he comes back and kicks their rear end. And then you can say, how did they give up? Why didn't yeah. they draft this guy? We can yeah. get all upset about it. There's always something to get upset about. That's great. So. Patrick, really quick, got to mention um, Link's still in the playoff race. Nafisa Collier comes back two and a half months, I think, after giving birth 10 weeks and six points in her return yesterday. Just a pretty cool story. They're hanging in there. Um, it's a weird league this year. There might be three teams that make it out of eight that are under 500, but they've still got a shot. Um, they got a big game later this week in that in that race uh they're chasing a few different teams but they play the mercury get the team that's a game above them on um on wednesday and then i believe friday is the last home game which will be the last home game barring playoffs of the sylvia fowls career so a lot lot of uh, interesting a lot of links intrigue this week but call you're coming back um maybe even a game earlier than everybody thought uh, was an interesting one yesterday yeah, it's uh, was the baby there? Did we have the baby in the crowd? I did not see what? that. That'd be pretty yeah. early for the baby to be at a better game. Yeah, Man, three you know. weeks, three weeks. What the heck? Let's go, kid. Come on, yeah. get to the ball game. No, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it, it's nice that uh, when 67% of the teams make playoffs, it's uh, yes, it's a good deal. And it's kind of like the NBA now, which if you count the uh, play in, they got uh, 67% of the teams getting in too. So that's true. Uh, that's, uh, you know, and I think one advantage we were talking earlier before we came on is uh, they got, they got a game with Connecticut, but Connecticut really won't have anything to play for. And, and Seattle with all those old timers on that team, they'll probably be resting them if they're in the playoffs. So they might, they might not have to play the A team of uh, Seattle and kind of Connecticut, which would help. It would. Yeah. It would indeed. All right, sir. We'll have plenty to get to again next week, I'm sure. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back at it again. I'll be back at it again tomorrow. We'll be back at it again next Monday. Thanks, Patrick. See you later.